Did you hear about the Empowered Creatives Retreat? Well, imagine being immersed in the arts and culture of Ghana. Imagine being surrounded by like-minded, powerful, and creative women and being focused on your personal growth. Now imagine building an authentic tribe with fellow Black creative entrepreneurs. You get to experience all of this and more on the Empowered Creatives Retreat in Ghana. This life-changing retreat is designed to connect, empower, and support Black women artists who want to make a serious impact. So is this retreat for me? You might be asking. I got you, boo. I am hosting information sessions all February just so you can ask me all about the retreat. I'll be giving you the scoop about the traveling arrangements you need to make, give you the itinerary for the retreat, and answer all your questions. If you want to come to one of the sessions, follow me on Facebook or IG at Victoria Temple and shoot me a message. Or you can go to my website, www.kindredcreativesco.org and look up the retreat details. Can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to host space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated valued and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Simone Agusier, a driven DC-based artist best known for her striking paintings of icons in music, pop culture, and history. She blends mixed-media materials like broken crushed glass to create contemporary portraits. Simone's art has been featured in public exhibitions across the DMV area, including Artist Evolutions at the National Harbor's Art Avenue Gallery, Broken Beauty at the Art Reach GW and Beautiful People at ARC 3409 Art Studios and Space. As a savvy online marketer, Simone has grown her brand and is building a profitable art business. In this episode, learn Simone's creative journey and how she is growing an artist business doing exactly what she loves. Hi, Simone. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good, too. I'm so excited that you're here. We met really randomly in the clubhouse. I was in one of your group hosting sessions. What do you call it? Artist meeting sessions? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, We actually just named it Artists Elevating Artists or Artists Elevating Artists. 
So, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So you are hosting that in Clubhouse. And I was like listening to you and I was like, you know what? She sounds dope. Let me connect with her and see what she's about and see if she's interested to come on. And you were. So I'm so happy that you're here. Yes, I'm so happy that she invited me. I'm so excited. I love the opportunity to speak and talk. And obviously, you know, I'm on Clubhouse running my mouth all the time. So thank <laughs> <laughs> you for the opportunity. Awesome. Anytime. Okay, cool. So I always love to start off with just kind of knowing more about my guests, kind of getting the backstory of who you are. So I, I'm so curious. I know we talked earlier, so I have an idea, but I would love to go a little bit deeper and just understand, you know, how you really stepped into your power as an artist. Because I know that you've been p- painting and drawing your whole life, but what was that moment when you really felt like you stepped into your power as an artist? You know what? That's such a really awesome question. I feel like not so often as artists were asked like that specific type of question. Because like when you say that, like for me, I feel like it is kind of something that continuously happens like throughout your journey of being an artist. So it's not like this one time. I feel like it happens every time. And I feel like that knowing that power of art is like, I don't know. For me, it's like when I create something it's not before I create something or anything. It's only, I only can feel that power of art after I completed a painting. And mm-hmm. I step back and I look, I'm like, wow. <laughs> then that's when I realized like the power of art. And then too, because like sometimes, you know, you never really know how something's going to turn out. For me, at least when I'm painting, yes. I already know how it's going to turn out. I'm just like, I'm just here doing whatever and hopefully it's gonna come out looking like something but then at the end of that piece when it's complete I'm like now that's the power of art like and that's my power of art so yes that moment um it doesn't happen with every single piece but I would definitely say it happens with the majority of pieces it kind of like reassures you of that power after each piece is completed. So mm-hmm. I feel you feeling. when you could just kind of step back and be like, man, I made this. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll be so, I'll just be so shocked that I really be shocked every time. I'm like, wow. I and, then, know. and then I step back and think about the process that, that it took me to get there. Sometimes the sweat, the tears, the mm-hmm. like, I like your hands get all cut up and mm-hmm. the whole process. And you're like, I made it to this point. I feel you. I feel you. And it's so funny because I know I'm a painter and I think that people kind of, you know, romanticize what an artist is. It really is hard work, like painting, drawing, whatever you're doing, it takes discipline and it takes effort and work to do it. And it's exhausting. Like standing and painting your Mm -hmm. best labor that people don't taking consideration for sure absolutely but it's so worth it and I get how you feel I get that power I think that's what keeps driving me as well so I feel you on that so when you think about your power as an artist and really your gifts I want to just kind of learn more about how did you get started was your family encouraging of you as an artist so for me, I would say um, my family's always been really supportive of me um, in my artistries from a very young age. Um, but I feel like my biggest support, to be honest, was like my art teachers. My art teachers were the ones that would always push me to create things. It was my art teachers that pit my art in different competitions and art fairs and 
all types of behind the scenes things that I didn't even know was going on until they tell me like, oh, you won second prize in this. Oh, you won first prize in this. Oh, you got this again. I'm like, what, 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 what? So it was <laughs> really my art teachers from, from elementary school, from the third grade on that really, you know, helped motivate me and like really hit that confidence in me. Like, wow, I'm going to be an artist when I grow up. And then my parents, my, my mom, my dad, my grandmother, my aunts, my brothers and sisters, everybody's always been very supportive of me in that path. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think that's important to have that support system because sometimes we don't get it from our family. Sometimes we get it from our friends. Sometimes we get it from our teachers or our mentors, but it's always, I always say the power of relationships and the, your support system is so important. Yeah. So I always kind of want to know like how does the artist feel as far as having that support system that squad around them to hold yeah. them down and it's important thinking about it like now that I'm like older because like I'm talking about like elementary school and mm-hmm. high school, you know fast forward 20 years here I am married um and still being able to get that same support from my husband because like I stopped painting for a very long time but then when I started painting again I don't think I would have been able to really go through my like creative journey, my art journey, if I didn't have the support of my husband. Like if he didn't support me with my art, I wouldn't be able to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like support is really important because you don't want to fight people, especially yes. you know, as an artist, sometimes people don't understand what you're doing. Like, right? Whenever I'm painting something, he's always like, who is that for? And what are you painting that for? And like, you know, <laughs> my life where I'm painting for the fulfillment of myself. This is, I'm not doing commissions anymore. So, mm-hmm. I understand, but when they can still support you, whew, that is so helpful. That's beautiful. I love a good man who holds down his lady and supports her passions. That's right. <laughs> yes, so good. So, you mentioned very briefly just about how you took a little bit of a break from painting and then you got back into it. Can you take me back to that moment when you were just wanting to be back into your painting, wanting to get back into it? What made you start again? So I stopped painting um, kind of like when I was in um, college. It's funny too, because I went to the Art Institute of Washington. So I went Mm -hmm. to a quote unquote art school, but that's the moment I stopped painting and drawing. I majored in graphic design and web development. I never really thought I could make a living being an artist, like painting and drawing. I thought that was just like something you do for fun, but not like you can make money from it. Right. So stopped painting for like almost 10 years, like 10 years. Um, had, had a full-time job, will still do um, doing graphic design. And, you know, it was just like a period of my life where it was a lot of things that were changing. It was just so many different changes happening around me. And I felt like I was like losing myself. I was feeling like really depressed. I was so sad. I was like praying Mm. all day, every day, like just like looking for like something, like a relief. Like I'm like, I am dying Mm -hmm. on the inside, but still here somehow. And I just can't keep doing this. Like it was just like a really hard time in my life. So not to get too much into it, because then I'm like, oh, start crying again. But you know, I I was just like a very, very like complex part in my life Mm -hmm. and I remember my mother was the one that was telling me like you know just find something that you can call yours like just get back into doing something that makes you happy you know you remember used to paint stuff why don't you go back to that I'm like okay and the thing the funny thing about it is too is like I didn't know that I missed art until I started getting back into it Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was the missing key 
to kind of stabilize me, even though it always has been my stability during school and elementary school, because I was really bad. I was like all over the place, but art <laughs> really kept me focused, grounded, and like I'm the most nicest when I'm in my zone in art. So I, I just didn't make that connection until I got back into it. And I'm like, wow, like I really do need this in my life. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was just going down that path that spiral down path that really helped me to see like no you need art so yes back on the on the path and have enough sense well I'm so glad you came back on the path because you know I I feel like as artists we're always artists even if there's a period of time when we stop making work it's always in us it's our calling and like I've stopped painting for a while too I work a full-time job and it's really hard to balance I'm trying to balance that now but I still like when I'm around artists or even when I do make art, I just feel a sense of like calmness. Yeah. So I feel what you're saying. There's just something that you just feel like it's a part of you. It's never going to go away. It's yeah. just this, this purpose you have. And I think that like, even if we try to like hide from it or like, you know, leave it alone for a minute, it always finds us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a magnet. It's like, yes, like, exactly. Uh-huh. So is that what drives you for your work to continue to make it, to just have that purpose in your life? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then too, because I've been like so consistently on this path, it's been about four years. Actually, it was four. My four-year anniversary was actually last week. So I'm like, wow. Ooh, Um, congrats. Thank you. I'm like, wow, four years ago, I decided to pick up the, the paintbrush again. And here we are today. So the thing that really made it special was the fact that I now like dream art, you know? So it's like, mm. it just, I couldn't like leave it again. Like I couldn't imagine that, even though it could be weeks, maybe that I, not weeks, weeks, but it's periods where I don't mm-hmm. paint, but it's still like within me and in me and like all the pain that I've done so far, I can just reference back to, but just like the fact that it's really embedded in me now, I can't imagine that, you know, being separated from it at this point. Yeah, that's, I love that. So I think that you have been able to really create a path for yourself that's, you know, successful as far as making money as an artist, which can be hard and having a following and really creating a brand for yourself, creating a business for yourself out of your art. Can you talk more about how you got started and how you were able to really create a brand for yourself as an artist to build this into a business? Yeah, so it's um it's it's interesting too because like you know when I got back into painting, it was just for my own you know self relief basically. But mm-hmm. then I saw that this is a need and people really gravitate to it and people are really looking for things like that. And I realized like you know as an artist, like me creating art helps me cope. But then mm-hmm. there's people that viewing art helps them cope. So as much right. as I need to create is the same amount that people need to see the creation. So like really tapping into that need, I think helped me to kind of turn it into a business. I didn't mean to. People just started asking to buy my art. And I'm like, you know, you could just have it. You don't have to buy it. <laughs> That's the um, best. Like when you're not even really trying to sell and people are like, yeah. can I have it? How yeah. much does it cost? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know. Just take it. They're like, no, I need to pay for that because I, I is beautiful. And I'm like, okay. So really just realizing the power that art has, like from the beginning when we was talking about the power of art mm-hmm. and how it is worth money and people do want that and crave that. So like really tapping into that has helped me to be able to build a brand 
and continue to paint and draw and just really showing my art. I think that's the first step because, you know, you can't really build something if you're not showcasing what it is that you're building. Right. So like me putting it on Instagram and on Facebook has really grabbed the attention of people. And then it just kind of like transformed into this whole, the Simone Augustoier collection. So it's, it's definitely been a really fun and exciting thing to see transform, but just always just staying true to the artistry and creating art and showcase, not being afraid to show it. I think it's really what's made me um, been able to turn it into a business. Yes, I think you're right. It's important to be visible and to really show your work and show who you are. I know for some people that's challenging, you know, they're afraid to be seen or they don't want to be hurt or rejected. And it's, it's a real problem for people. Do you have any like tips that you have to like really overcome those fears to like go online and put your work out or even like make a video and talk on about your work? Like, how are you able to overcome so those challenges or were you always kind of, were you able to just kind of glide into it? For me, I think I was able to just glide into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what is helpful in that part is not, not like, I'm like, I'm such a big advocate and believer in like, I don't care what people think. So yeah. like having that attitude and that mindset will help you be able to do anything because you're not allowing the fear of what people are going to say about your work, keep you from putting it out there. That's the number one fear why people don't show they are because mm-hmm. they're afraid of the critique and they're afraid that nobody's going to like it and nobody's going to watch it. But it's like, don't do it for that reason. Do it for yourself and for yourself only. So like for me, when I was putting out my artwork, I'm just doing it so that maybe a week from now or a month from now, I can go back and look at my progress. I'm mm-hmm. doing this for my own history records so I can right. see like, how I'm doing. But in turn, people can benefit from that. And that's great. But yeah, I think not focusing on what people think and do it for yourself really can help you go out there and do it and make videos and, you know, showcase what you're doing and the process. Because the process can be hideous. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't gonna lie. My, my pain process would be looking crazy. But you know, <laughs> as people see it and they grow with you and as you continue to grow, I think that makes it easier for you to continue to share. But just like, just knowing that you're doing this for yourself really can help push you to do it. Yes. A couple of things you just said really kind of hit me and resonated with me. One of them was just doing it for yourself, not doing it for other people, right? Making art for yourself. And, you know, when we get out of the mindset of what are other people going to think about me? You know, are people going to not like this or whatever? You know, that's when you can go down those spirals and you really get depressed or just Mm -hmm. like feel too vulnerable to put yourself out there. But when you just start from a place of this is my work and I'm doing it because I love to do it and there's no other reason. I think Mm -hmm. that's a good place to start. I totally agree. And then the other thing about really just wanting to show your work, but not having to necessarily have like a big audience or needing to like make your work necessarily to make money or just thinking about making money as a way to like make work, but to do it from the love of it, to just do it because, you know, it's your calling. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really healthy way to approach it because, you know, it can, you can, 
Yes, therapy, exactly. And then like when you're rooted from like your authentic self and you're doing it because you want to do it, that's when people will gravitate to you because they want to see your work. They want to see your journey. They love, like when you were talking about posting your work and like showing your process, people love to see like where it started and where you are now. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how you can grow your brand and grow your audience because they'll feel like they really know you and then Mm -hmm. they'll start to like you. And then eventually they'll buy from you. So that was really good advice. Yeah, because like like what she said, people are buying from people, not necessarily the art, it's the person that they're investing in. So it's important that you put yourself out there. Otherwise, it would be hard just to sell art just just for the sake of art, even though it works. But it's it's easier when you show the person behind the art, the meaning behind the art and everything else outside of the actual art piece is what's really going to make it sell so yes totally agree so how are you able to kind of balance your work as a full-time graphic designer and then your own personal work I know you're not doing commissions but I know you make work all the time still how are you able to balance it all so I literally just stopped accepting commissions so this is going to be like my first year without doing commissions even though a few commissions sneak in from time, <laughs> yeah. But she's like, no, please. Like, it has to be like something like really. I don't know. I can't even explain how you could get me to do a commission for you. <laughs> I, I have like three that I need to finish. But outside of that, um, and with this new year, I just feel like I mean, it's always a juggling act, like mm-hmm. balancing so many different responsibilities between yeah. the nine to five and then the art and then all the other like being a wife managing the household like it's just so many different things it's all it's like just taking it one day at a time and really planning out my days I actually um, am a a part of this content confident team crew Mm -hmm. program that I'm in um, that's hosted by Janelle Stewart and like that really helps me to like focus on and planning for the wins because it's like Mm. it's hard to kind of like succeed without planning for it So that's what I've really been, you know, dialing in on is just planning out my weeks, planning out what I'm going to paint, planning out what I'm going to post and talk about and write about and just really planning. Like planning is like the number one thing that's really been helping me to put on this juggling act. I wouldn't necessarily say it's super balanced. I mean, some days are more balanced than others, but it's definitely getting better. Yeah. Yes, planning. I think that's good. I do that too. Like every Sundays, I try and plan my week and just like, not like exactly what I'm going to do, but I have an idea of like what I want to get accomplished for that week. And then I'll like do social media posts. I'll write the copy for it. And that just helps me because when you're like trying to figure it all out day by day and then something comes up and you can't finish it and it's just a lot, Mm -hmm. it, it helps to just plan it out just take a minute to plan it out and then like you know you know what to do mm-hmm. yes absolutely so, that's the day I do the planning too so mm-hmm. yes I love to start my my week off with doing that it helps me feel like centered because I have anxiety and so I have to feel like like I'm in control of certain things mm-hmm. and so that helps me yes so speaking of anxiety <laughs> what do you do for self-care this is something that I'm obsessed with because I am trying to figure out like 
not only how can I balance my art practice with my nine to five, but how can I bring more joy and self-care to my life to, to make me feel centered and whole? So I'm curious, like, if I could steal some self-care tips from you of what you work, what you're doing over there. <laughs> yeah, let me see if I can help. Like, besides painting what you love um, and, like, you know, going back to, like, I'm not doing no commissions today. Mm-hmm. Nobody today. I'm about to just do what I want. This cat. <laughs> I'm about to just do what I want to do. Like that's like the best form of self care, right? Yes, um, those boundaries are important. The power of no is like the best thing. Amen. So definitely, um, for me, like really, not necessarily. I wouldn't call it shutting down because it's not like I'm shutting down, but really closing out a lot of distractions, even if they're my friends and my family. Mm-hmm. And my husband, like, no, I'm just closing down all distractions and I'm just going to do what feels good to me today. If that means eating a large pepperoni pizza and drinking some soda, then that's what I'm going to do. Yes. <laughs> so definitely just finding <laughs> those moments and listening to music too really helps me to like mm. be relaxed and like lighting candles and just like all the feel goods, like having a list, writing a list out of mm-hmm. all the things that I love to do and then making sure like, I have them all encompassed in one day. Oh, I like that. Yes. Write down a list of everything you love to do. Mm. It makes you happy. It makes you feel good. My ice cream, check. Uh, (laughs) check. Janet Echo music, check. Like, yes. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I feel you. I was just listening to Lauren Hill before this interview and there's something about her that just touches my soul every single time. And I was just like, Ooh, I could just feel my like energy shifting just from listening to her music. And I was just like, I just, you know, certain things just, just, yeah, it just does it. Okay. So Thank you for sharing those tips and strategies. I feel like my audience will really appreciate just knowing like what can they do to balance and to like take care of themselves. Um, but, you know, like we were talking about earlier, it can be really challenging as an artist, as an entrepreneur. And, you know, there's so many hurdles and kind of things we have to overcome, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I honestly think being an entrepreneur is harder than having like a full-time job because it's all on you mm-hmm. and you really have to keep going even when you have setbacks. So mm-hmm. I'm curious for you, like what challenges have you had as a creative entrepreneur and how did you overcome them? Maybe just one and just sharing like what you did to overcome it. Yeah, I know. He's like, yes, just share one because <laughs> I mean, if you have more than one, feel free. No, no, the list is like so long. I just feel like, I mean, for me, I feel like the biggest challenge and until it's like, I don't really want to say this as a challenge because I feel like as artists, we always get labeled as unorganized or like procrastinators and all of those things. But just really that, that was like a struggle for me. I feel like, like, that's real, like, not missing important deadlines and not like not the quote-unquote procrastinating because I feel like as an artist it's not really procrastinating like everything just needs to be in alignment in mm-hmm. order for me to create at my high, highest capacity mm-hmm. but what to the normal eye may look like procrastination for me is me finding that creative flow 
So, you know, that was a struggle in realizing what that process is and recognizing for what it is and not what people are trying to tell me it is. Like, oh, you're you're being lazy. You're not like this. I can't explain to you, but this is the artist, the artistic process to create. Like, I have to go take a bubble bath in order to (laughs) get this painting done. Like, I have to, you know, these things are important for me to feel inspired and to create at my highest level. So that was definitely a struggle and really relaying that to people. And I think that leads into my next like struggle as an entrepreneur, as far as the commissions situation, like Mm -hmm. going into the deadlines and people wanting their paintings and all that stuff, like in the time matter that they feel like it's appropriate, like that was like walking death row for real. Like it was the hardest thing. Like, I feel like that was like the thing that really broke me the most within my entrepreneurship as an artist because mm-hmm. I just it felt like I was like they were my they were my boss yeah. and, and I wasn't really in control anymore and like that's why I had to cut commissions because it just was like I can't run my business like this and then too because if you get the wrong person thank god that all of my clients have been very reasonable and understanding mm-hmm. but I've heard stories where like some clients will like drag your name and put bad reviews but yes, you know it could have got that. to that point where they would have dragged my business and then my whole entrepreneurship would have just been like done you know the word of mouth goes around real fast so just cutting that out definitely <laughs> I had to I had to just cut that out because I could see it was not doing well for my business in the long run but yeah those are the two major things mm-hmm. I feel like was just you know trying to stay organized keeping those deadlines and those commissions and how were you able to really get past those challenges? Ooh, I think for the commissions and then too, like I was saying no, but like I said, even earlier, sometimes they always sneak in. But for me, like the breaking point for that, like it's literally like, I don't know, it was just the stress of it all where I literally mm-hmm. went on IG live and was crying in front of thousands of people. I never even cry. I'm not even like an emotional person that much. Like mm-hmm. even my closest friends have never seen me cry. And then here I am alive, boohooing because oh, wow. I got these commissions on my neck. That was the breaking point. And I was like, I'm never going to cry about this again. So mm. cutting it out, like it's, it's a, and then all my clients was texting me and emailing me like, no, no, take your time. Don't worry about like, you must have saw the video, huh? <laughs> Yes. And you know what? I feel like that goes back to self-care because you knew like what you needed to do for yourself because it became too much. I've heard horror stories about like people going, doing like five revisions because the customer didn't like it. And then in the end, they still didn't like it. And it's Mm. just like, it doesn't become your work anymore. And then they don't like it. And it's just like all your effort and work, you know, that you put into it. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's a lot. So they really yeah. like the appreciation yeah. for the actual art in itself. And they're not like most of the people who are commissioning an artist, they don't even know that it's called a commission. Number one, mm-hmm. if, somebody, if somebody asks you to paint them and you say, okay, I'm going to see a commission request. And they say, what's the commission? Then don't do the commission. <laughs> you don't need, you don't want that person. Then, because if they don't know what a commission is, they don't need to be asking for it. So. Yes. I feel you. It's not worth the stress. 
But that takes a lot of strength to know that because, you know, that's an income stream, but you know that money will come other places, right? So there's no need to like hold on to something that's not bringing you joy. I know. This is going to be the first year that I'm cutting out commissions Mm -hmm. in this whole four-year journey. And commissions literally made up 80% of my income. Mm -hmm. So me cutting it out is just, it's, I'm very excited to see how it's going to go and nervous because it's like, are you going to be able to do this? But I, you know, I'm I'm confident that it's going to work out for the best. Yeah, I feel like it's just opening you up to something bigger and better for you. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Me too, me too. So I love to always end with just giving my guests an opportunity to share out any amazing thing that's happening in their world about their work or if a way for people to contact you so they can, you know, buy your work or just to, you know, know more about you. What's a great way for people to contact you, connect with you? Yeah, so the best way to connect with me, um, I used to always say is Instagram, which is true. Like I'm always on Instagram, but the DMs are kind of crazy a little bit, but definitely Instagram, which is my name, Simone underscore Agusoye. Um, and that's the same on all platforms, pretty much. Simone Agusoye on Twitter, Facebook. Um, but if you really want to like connect, connect, emailing me would be really great because <laughs> I see those really fast. I'm even more open to giving my number out as well if we mm-hmm. really want to get into it into it but one of the really amazing things that I've been able to do these past couple of months especially during COVID was host virtual art showcases so so mm-hmm. far I've had two virtual art shows that had over a thousand connects via zoom wow um, showcasing and highlighting other artists worldwide um, we got picked up in a magazine article with our last event in December, which was so exciting. Yay! That is awesome, girl. I know. I, I was like shocked. When the um, the journalist wrote me, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, you know, I'm not thinking of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when it happened and I saw the article in like the uh, magazine we posted it, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is a big thing. That is a big deal. Yeah. So I was super proud for that that was actually just in December it was the motherland event and it was worldwide like we had connects from Holland from Botswana because mm. we like it was just it was just a beautiful event so I'm working on the next one for this oh, year good. so if anybody's interested in coming through and being a part of it and, or just viewing it and being in attendance it's such an amazing art show I just I'm just so happy that it even worked out with the amazing team that I had And we've got, that's exciting. Definitely share that with me and I'll make sure to post it as well to spread the word. That's exciting. Yes. I can't wait. It was, it it was amazing. I I couldn't believe it. So I can't wait for the next one. I would definitely send you the information. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on Simone. I love talking to you. You're so easy to talk to. Oh, Thank you. I'm so happy. I feel like maybe because I'm from like a big family, I feel like I'm like the big sister. So I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. We probably could be the same age, but I could probably be older. You know, I graduated 2000 and I graduated high school 2007. So mm-hmm. I'm there. But yeah, I don't know. You definitely made this very smooth. And I just, this was definitely an awesome oh, Thank you. So thank you for having me. Of course, anytime. I will talk to you soon, okay? All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. See you next week. Same day, 
same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.